listening to From the Friars Podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. Brethren, may the Lord give you his peace. A little warning at the beginning of the homily, okay? This is not going to be for children. This will be an adult-appropriate homily, so now that I have your attention, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just had such a wild uh, meditation on the readings this morning, and, and kind of beautiful, but a little bit um, more of an adult theme kind of thing, so a warning for everybody, okay. Um, so in the first reading, 1 John 4 and 5, uh, there's a lot of talk about love. God is love, and you love God, and you love the begotten one, and you know, and um, certainly that is without a doubt the very heart of the Christian message, the Christian religion, the content of what Jesus revealed above and beyond anything. God is love. It all kind of radiates from that truth right there. And uh, as I was praying over that, I was thinking, you know, who wouldn't like that? Who wouldn't like that? You know, everybody would like that. God is love. God is love. And I'm into love. And the message is love. And we should be trying to love people. And, um, but where there becomes a problem is once you start to articulate, well, what does that mean? Right? So, so John says to us this morning, well, what it means to love God actually is to obey his commandments. <laughs> now we're starting to get into trouble, right? Um, so right, right here, it, it must be that John had already intuited a need to make this clarification from the very beginning of Christianity that, that, that you don't want to draw, uh, drive a wedge between the message of love and the message of obeying what God has commanded, that these two are not opposed to one another. It's actually the, the highest expression of loving God is to obey what he's commanded. Um, not what he has suggested, not what he has, you know, hinted at, like commanded, obey, you know, like the, these are hard words for modern people. Okay. And as I was praying over that, um, I felt like in a very strange way it matched the gospel. Um, so in the, in the gospel here from Luke 4, we have the very beginning of Jesus's public ministry, right? So he's in the synagogue in Nazareth where he grew up and he reads that famous passage from the prophet Isaiah, which uh, scholars will tell us is the programmatic passage of Jesus's ministry. Like this is the passage that like sets the whole ministry of Jesus to his beginning. And it's such a positive and beautiful passage from Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor, proclaim liberty to captives, freedom, recovery of sight to the blind, you know, freedom to the oppressed, all, you know, all, all of this stuff. And then we're told that, you know, everybody is looking at him and everyone is so impressed by him. And in the, the gospel here today ends with the, um, the passage, all spoke highly of him. We're amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. So this, 
you know, Jesus' first step into his public ministry is just amazing. It's going well, and people are just so, wow, amazed and impressed, and it's so positive, and people are really, like, really liking Jesus and what he has to say. Well, now, reading this, we know, like, how immediately it goes south, right? The minute Jesus starts to give some flesh to the bones here, the minute that Jesus starts to explain a little more what is what is this good news what is this freedom what is this liberty that he's actually bringing immediately they get angry and upset and they try to kill him <laughs> you know and uh similar kind of deal like you know in, in the first reading you want to say love 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 and everybody loves that uh but the minute you start to give some concrete details on what that actually means then people really start to get offended uh, especially if you start talking about obeying commandments. Um, and then in the gospel here, there's all this talk about the you know freedom and good news and da da But the minute Jesus starts to explain, well, what this actually means, people are deeply offended. And uh, so in praying on, on that, it, it reminded me of one of Jesus' parables of uh, different types of ground where he scatters the seed of his word, you know. And it reminded me of the ground, the rocky soil. So the rocky soil receives the seed uh, and it immediate, with joy, he says, and it immediately grows up, you know, and it's like, but then it doesn't last, right? The sun comes up and the thing doesn't have roots because of all the rocks and then it dies the minute the sun comes up. Um, and I was thinking, uh, this has a carryover in two, in two areas um, one area would be our ministry so you know we, we're called to evangelize we're called to proclaim the gospel or you know to share Jesus with people and in doing so we try to do it in a way that's attractive in a way that's appealing to people in a way that you know the church calls us to evangelize in a way like in a language that contemporary people can understand like all this stuff that we're trying to do to evangelize to like really tell people Jesus is wonderful and accepting Jesus as your savior and following him and you know living for him all of this is it's it's healing it's beautiful it's salvation it's joyful it's meaningful it's fulfillment you know all of this stuff um, and that's kind of like the um, the sales pitch forgive me for putting it that way um, but the hard part is like the day after you give your life to Jesus the day after you respond to the gospel, right? So we have the Jesus who will say, you know, my burden is light. My yoke is light, you know. Uh, and John will say in the first reading that keeping the commandments are not burdensome. So it's like, but then there are the day, So praying over that, I was like, well, what about all the days when it really feels burdensome, <laughs> you know? And what about the days when you realize the yoke is actually the other beam of the cross, <laughs> you know? Um, and this is uh, what it means to grow and to mature, you know, that there are days when the keeping of the commandments are difficult, and there are days when spiritually the Lord is about clearing the rocks out the soil so that the plant can, roots can go deeper and grow, and then the sun doesn't kill it, but the sun helps it to flourish and grow and mature and deepen. So, um, I think it's important that when we do evangelize and we, and we talk about peop, inviting people to the to faith and to Jesus and everything, that it's it's not this um, 
easy street and everything will, you know, everything's coming up roses, you know, like, well, those roses have thorns on them, okay. Um, and so, so anyways, our ministry, so I always cringe uh, when I hear people giving a witness or, you know, uh, testifying to the Lord and the presentation is just everything is super flowery and beautiful and loving and, you know, there's no cross there. Um, and I think the second takeaway, which is maybe a little more uh, difficult to articulate, and that is for the, the living of our vows and the living of our vocations. And, and um, I was thinking about um, like the very early days of being a friar, like the joy of postulancy. My postulant director is here, you know. And I just, this morning I was reminiscing of just how excited and happy and joyful getting on the plane in Indianapolis to come to the Bronx and just the, the beginnings of it, you know, like the mem memories of receiving the cross necklace. And so the beginnings were pretty joyful, even, you know, receiving the habit at Novitiate, you know, kind of exciting and joyful and everything. And uh, so the beginnings were a little bit maybe like a honeymoon or a little bit, you know, subjectively satisfying or whatever. And, um, but it can't really stay there. It can start there, but it can't stay there. You know, like what really brings a joy and a happiness and peace and fulfillment is suffering. You know, those days and those moments when you really don't want to do this anymore. Those days and those moments when serving the poor is really hard <laughs> or uh, not walking away from the person sitting next to you is <laughs> really hard. I, I'm not saying that's what's going on right now, <laughs> but uh, those are great moments. Um, now here's the adult part, so please forgive me. I was thinking about like people have the vocation of marriage and, and family. I was thinking about the, how do I say this? The, the pleasure of cooperating with God to bring new life into the world. You know, when husbands and wives express their love for one another in a bodily way, I, my understanding is that's very joyful and pleasurable. But then it's followed by 50 years of suffering, you know, the relationship to that child. So it begins with something very, very attractive, something beautiful, something subjectively satisfying, something pleasurable, something, you know, but that's not in and of itself love. It can start there, but it can't stay there. That, you know, it's how, you know, if somebody has a relationship with a child somewhere, you know, let's say 40, 50 years of suffering. Right? We think of our parents, huh? <laughs> of difficulties, of try, you know, of like that. I mean, spiritually, we could probably call it something like pruning or whatever. Um, so, so yes, the message is love. Yes, God is love. We're called to live lives of love. It, love explains it all. But love of God, love that you can't see, love of brother that you do see, and, and the love that doesn't always um, feel lovey-dovey, lovey-dovey, lovey-dovey all the time, right, from the song, but true love, mature love, deep love, you know, fruitful love is, um, is there's only one way to, to really get into that, and that is the cross, that is the suffering. So yes, it is a, a light burden. Yes, it is um, freedom and liberty to the captives and sight to the blind and, and good news, you know, but not in any kind of like superficial, shallow way. 
it, you know, it, it's a call to suffer, it's a call to pruning, it's a call to clearing the ground from, of the rocks after the frost every year that the farmers do. And, uh, and uh, so it begins with, you know, everybody being amazed and everything, and it ends with dying on the cross, you know. And so the, that's our call, brothers. That's our call. For us, it's our, our three vows are the three nails that hold us to the cross, right, according to St. Bonaventure, you know. And those moments when we're tempted to run or walk away or not fully embrace and accept that, we, we pray for his grace that what has begun may continue and grow and come to full uh, fruition, full flowering of the, the, what it, holiness and the grace of God looks like in, in a life of service, a life of suffering, a life of um, sacrifice and uh, sacrificial giving to, to, to one another and to God's people. And uh, so we pray for that grace this day. It's ordinary time is just around the corner and uh, the ordinary uh, life of, of now living the gospel and following Jesus all the way. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars broadcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Thank you.